Hello, and welcome to Teacher in Zion Podcast, a podcast for Christians, Mormons, ex-Mormons, and other Book of Mormon believers, or anyone questioning their faith or the church, with an emphasis on seeking the truth wherever it leads, but especially in gaining a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Doug Hatton, and this is episode 25 of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how we're instructed in the Book of Mormon to do something that, if you think about it, many of us probably think is nearly impossible to do. I'm speaking about the idea that we should pray without ceasing. Can we pray without ceasing? And if it is possible, what does that even look like? This topic came out of a wonderful conversation our congregation recently had. The verse I'm going to reference comes from the book of Mosiah, where the writer states that they were commanded by God to pray without ceasing and to give thanks in all things. I have pondered this verse for many years, but evidently I had failed to recall that it is also found in the Bible. We find in 1 Thessalonians 5, where Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I always love it when we have more than one witness to something like this. But as you contemplate this subject, I came across an article on the internet called Three Practical Steps to Pray Without Ceasing, which was zero help. It basically suggests that we should plan out prayer times throughout the day, like at meal times and when reading our scriptures or at the start of our day, or at the end of our day. But this is actually intermittent prayer, not praying without ceasing. And many believers already do this. How does one pray without ceasing? If we are instructed to do this in our scriptures, then surely, as the Book of Mormon states, God must have prepared a way that we can accomplish the things that he asks us to do. When I recently started a discussion on this topic in our congregation, I asked for a show of hands to see how many pray without ceasing. No one raised their hand. Someone then stated that although he tries his best to pray at various times throughout the day, there are times when he simply has other things he must do. In considering the admonishment in our scriptures to pray without ceasing, the first thing I came to realize is that if it is indeed possible to do this, then we must have some wrong thinking about the very nature of prayer. I then asked the congregation whether or not they thought that the people in the scriptures who wrote about praying without ceasing ever had to go to the bathroom, or had to fix dinner, or repair their house, or speak to a neighbor, or go work in their fields. Everyone agreed that these people would have had to do the necessary things in life, even as we must. So how did they manage to do those things and not cease to pray? If we imagine prayer according to our traditions, what do we picture in our mind? Do we not picture ourselves possibly on our knees, or with our head bowed, hands clasped together, eyes closed, speaking to God, and then that speech ending with, in Jesus' name, amen, or some variation on this. And then that is the end of the prayer. If that image of prayer is what we must work with when we contemplate praying without ceasing, then we could never 
drive a car, for example, or go to work, or even kiss our wife. In the book of Alma, it tells us that, quote, He that repenteth and exercises faith, and brings forth good works, and prays continually, without ceasing, unto such it is given to know the mysteries of God. Yea, unto such it shall be given to reveal things which never have been revealed. End quote. What a promise. I don't know about you, but this really sounds like something we, as believers, are in desperate need of in our life, as well as in the church. But to accomplish it, we will need to redefine prayer and step outside of the box of our traditions to learn how God views continuous prayer. First, I think we should acknowledge that saying a more formal or traditional kind of prayer over a meal or at bedtime is a perfectly good and acceptable practice. But prayer can take many forms, and it can be much less formal than that. At its heart, prayer is essentially communication with God. Additionally, we should acknowledge that this communication should be a two-way street. We should talk to God, but as much as we speak, we also need to be quiet and allow Him time to speak to us. More to the point, to really get at the nature of unceasing prayer, we only need to ponder the nature of a very close relationship. Imagine spending a weekend with your best friend who has flown in from out of state to hang out with you. What does that look like? If you're making it a point to spend this time together, you're unlikely to go off and do things on your own and just leave them behind. You're going to plan out activities together. Maybe go out to eat together or go shopping. You're going to do everything together during that time. Once you spend the first couple of hours excitedly catching up, there are going to be times during that time spent together where neither one of you are talking, where you're simply enjoying each other's company. You don't always have to talk. Maybe you're both reading in silence, or watching a movie together, or just listening to music and petting the dog or cat. Perhaps you'll eat a meal together and go for a walk later on. At any moment, either one of you may say something to the other. A conversation could start up at any moment, but you don't always have to talk. It's okay to simply be together. There are no uncomfortable silences between you and your friend. Even when you aren't really doing anything, you remain very much aware of their presence. You are always listening, should they choose to speak, so you aren't likely to put headphones on over your ears. When you get ready for bed, you might say something like, Hey, I'm just down the hallway here. Please don't worry about waking me up if there's anything at all that you need. During the congregational discussion we had on this topic, the Holy Spirit really helped us to begin to visualize how prayer was a much broader concept than we had previously understood. Praying without ceasing is really about abiding in the presence of God. And one of the easiest ways to accomplish that is simply to make the conscientious effort to be continually aware of His presence. With that awareness, allowing our heart to be drawn out to Him, even when neither of you are speaking, we receive an added benefit in that we are less likely to fall into temptation. Just being aware of His presence helps thin the veil between you and the heavenly realm, simply by sensing that He is beside you, all around you, and within you. You are slowly being transformed. In a recent conversation with my friend Todd Peterson, 
He told me that living and working in the woods down in the Ozarks has really helped him understand that even at times when his conversations with the Lord turn silent, yet a prayerful connection with God could continue. God is teaching him, even as he works on various projects, to see things with him and work through his doings with him, that this also is a form of prayer, and that it is so very different from simply looking at all things and working on your own, and then going to God from time to time for an answer. It really is a different way to live. He told me that he could see how someone who took this concept very seriously could, for example, be led off alone in the woods to be taught of God, and then minister powerfully as John the Baptist and other prophets did. This concept and awareness makes it very practical to follow the counsel to always remember the Lord. We have not been taught in the church how to pray without ceasing, and this explains how such good experiences at church on Sunday can be quickly forgotten by midday on Monday. God simply gets pushed out, and we return to living without him. Except for those occasional appointments, maybe we pray over a meal, or maybe it's when we open our scriptures, or at night as we lay down to go to sleep. Learning to not leave God out of all the little moments of our day would be a wonderful blessing for the saints. If we were to start practicing this, we need to view traditional prayer as a shadow of a larger type, not just praying in Jesus' name but living in Jesus' name all day, every day. I am reminded of what Jesus said in John chapter 15. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Such a simple concept. But how many of the saints are truly living this? Is it possible that we simply have not known how to? In speaking further with Brother Todd, he went on to say, I think there are things built into our very creation which are designed to help us achieve this goal. I don't think it's unnatural that a spirit would dwell within us. We were designed for that designed for continual fellowship in the Spirit. Of course, this could be taken advantage of by wicked spirits. But if we will take advantage of this inherent capability, bringing us into a proper coupling with God's Spirit, it can also make us one with everyone else who has done likewise. While the Bible and the Book of Mormon speak of the doctrine of entering through the gate, I think so much more could be revealed regarding how to step into the spiritual plane and stay there. This would be the restoration of man to God. This is likely the only way to establish his kingdom here or anywhere and to truly dwell with him. This is perhaps the most important subject there is. We have made religions out of the various helper ordinances, but we have completely missed the grand objective which is that ongoing, gentle interaction between our spirit and his every hour of every day. One more thing I would share before we conclude this episode is that continuous prayer does not mean continually yammering at the Lord. Third Nephi states that when Jesus had thus prayed unto the Father, he came unto his disciples, and behold, they did still continue without ceasing to pray unto him, and they did not multiply many words. 
for it was given unto them what they should pray, and they were filled with desire. So basically, we don't need to be overly verbose. In fact, words are not even always necessary. There is a spiritual language that angels speak, which people who have had near-death experiences have talked about, which is almost telepathic in nature. The scriptures indicate that God is already aware of our needs and the things that are on our heart before we even speak them. This is why simply having your heart drawn out to God can even be a form of prayer as well. We are told that the Holy Spirit makes intercession on our behalf in groanings that cannot be uttered. Some think that this is tongues, but it cannot be uttered. That means they cannot be uttered, regardless of the language. These are not words that come out of your mouth, but the language of the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, which is in the Spirit. No words are necessary. I truly believe that what we have discussed today is something of the Lord, which has the potential to transform his people, allowing them to come up to higher ground and begin to walk in the great faith of the disciples of old. May we take advantage of it and seek additional understanding from the Lord on how to employ continuous prayer in our individual lives. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join me. If you have questions or comments, feel free to email me at teacherinzion at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless. Join us for discussion in our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hope of Zion. Or at our YouTube channel, Teacher in Zion. That's the word teacher, space, and in Zion spelled as one word. My books can be found at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Douglas Hatton. That's H-A-T, like a hat on your head. T-E-N, like the number 10. Until next time.